All right, here we go. Let's do this. In the 80s, women had a full bush down there, a full bush. 80s, full bush. 90s, landing strip. 2000s, bald. 2023, cock. Whoa, starting off hot today. Okay, uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on out there. We're going to touch in on some of this. We're going to touch in on the WEF, the WEF. The Weffers pinky in the brain down there at Davos trying to take over the world. We're going to touch on some immigration issues. We're going to touch on what's going on with Trump, and we're doing it live. Uh, so what are they doing at the WEF? Well, this is a, a great piece from 2023 uh, that Tucker put together, and there's a new one. We've got a new clip of it, too, but this, I, this is just so funny. Time to check in with our lizard overlords in Davos, Switzerland. What are they up to? Well, this. All right, we get it, we get it. But not to be outdone this year, they're at it again. That was from 2023, 2024. Uh, they have some new uh, styles of entertainment. Let me pull that up real quick. Hang on. Uh, it is right here. Now, this is interesting. For for a, a class of elite people that are so concerned with disease X and COVID and you know the demise of the country and to come under a one world order because of respiratory spread illnesses, I find this highly entertaining that this is their sacred ceremony that they have going on at this year's WEF. Check it out. <laughs> Oh, that's not sanitary. You know everybody's thinking the same thing in that room. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, not a cough in the face. That just isn't. Oh, my God. All right. Sorry. 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 Don't know. I don't care. I don't care what sacred warrior you are or who you're from. You're not going to cough in my face. Okay. So let's get into the news. Uh, I found this very interesting, and this is the uh, CEO of J.P. Morgan talking about Trump, and we've got a lot of Trump stuff in the news, and I find this guy to be very accurate in what he's saying, and he's pointing out some obvious things about the division in this country. Uh, let's take a little listen to what the CEO uh, has to say, mainly about Trump. We've got this great hand, but when people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump, and they think they're voting, and they're basically scapegoating them, that you are like him. Uh, and but I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family values. Now, if you look, just take a step back, be honest. He was kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm -hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, Trade China ta virus. tax reform worked. Mm -hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't I don't like no, what he did. No, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. When he, when yeah. he may have been right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about I Mexico. I don't like. But he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why they're voting for him. 
And and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. Word. When you guys have people up here, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to Trump? hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. And it's, I, I agree. It's done quite a bit. And, I mean, you know, the it. Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, but, hugging on to their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really? Like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to a little Word. Bit? I mean, and, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this, this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election campaign. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's going to hurt his by the campaign a lot. I think people are really sick of that. They're sick of the division. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we have extreme righties, we have extreme lefties, and then there's this big swath of America that's sitting down the middle. And just because you have a different political view, I don't hate you, and they don't hate me, and it's just this thing where the media portrays this, yeah, Bible, beer, and guns hanging on to it, just trying the de- deplorables of the MAGA supporters, and it's not. That is not the case. Uh, there's a lot of people that support Trump in this United States of America that are not extremists. They just want more money in their wallet. They want tax breaks. They want their freedoms protected. They're Americans. They're Americans. And the media has tried this for so long, and it, I believe this election, it is going to backfire in a big way. Uh, Trump's been out there talking a lot, a whole lot. Uh, we're going to touch on a few things that he's talking about. Um, and this kind of falls in line with the with the World Economic Forum. It's him talking about uh, cryptocurrencies. Uh, let's just let Trump say it. He can say it best. This is on his agenda that he's talking about right now. Okay, here we go. But we're also going to place strong protections to stop banks and regulators from trying to debank you from your, you know, your, your political beliefs, what they do. They want to debank you, and we're going to debank. Think of this. They want to take away your rights. They want to take away your country. The things you're doing, all electric cars, give me a break. If you want an electric car, good. But they don't go far. They're very expensive. They're going to be made in China. That's why I think I'm going to get the auto workers to vote. For Trump, you know, we're having great, great talks. But think of what they want to do. They want to take away your rights upon taking off. Yeah, and that's one thing that was this whole thing about the digital currency. And then, you know, we've heard guys like Alex Jones screaming forever about the social credit score. And at one time, it was just the conspiracy of the social credit score and and everything that's going on to just control you uh, to make life harder for people that uh, support anti-government. Now, it depends on which government's in office, okay? But Trump is laying it out there. He's not going to let that happen. And that goes against everything that the deep state, the deep state, the the in, inbred Washington, D.C., uh, the World Economic Forum, it's all about control. It's about being able to control your money uh, through a digital currency and all that other kind of stuff. Trump's talking about it. He's standing up to the machine and saying, no, no, I'm not going to let that happen. Um I think it's going to be a wave of the future no matter what. I don't think Trump could stop it. Um, but maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Uh, Trump on taxes. Let's go real quick on, and listen to this. Well, Joe Biden is pushing the largest tax hike in American history, which he is. I will make the Trump tax cuts the largest ever, larger than Reagan's. I'm going to make them permanent. We have to make them permanent. If if the Democrats get in, they're going to let that float. You know, it comes due in a year or less, and they're going to let it float. Your taxes will go up approximately four times. Would you mind paying four times more than you're paying right now? You would not be happy, right? No, nobody would be happy. I don't know where he's grabbing those numbers from, but 
Yeah, you know, we all know we're being taxed to death here in the United States, and it's just a never-ending, never-ending, never-ending cycle of funding what this government wants to do. And let's hope to God somebody can put a stop to it. Um, Jeffrey Katzenberg, uh, one of the Biden-Harris uh, strong supporters, got asked a very interesting question. And basically, his brain just shut down, and he didn't know how to respond to it. And this is all regarding—this is still in the Trump vein of news— uh, regarding uh, Trump being taken off the ballots in certain states. Is that very democratic? Well, somebody asked Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey that, and this is what he had to say. You said that voters will decide the election. Does the campaign feel as undemocratic for a presidential candidate to be kept off the ballot? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> here, let me make up some BS and step in here. Uh, that's not something that's not a, a governor of Illinois party position. Uh, it's just that in various states, people, individuals uh, have taken this uh, issue up and, and we're going to hear from the Supreme Court shortly, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeffrey didn't know how to respond to that because he knows deep down in his soul that it isn't democratic when you're saying that the people are going to choose who's elected in this country, uh, but you're doing everything you can to get Trump off the ballots. That's why people are turning on this regime. That's why people are turning on this system. This is That's why people have had enough. Uh, and interesting news that's just in, um, oh, it's Babylon B. Too bad. You know, this is actually really harsh for Babylon B. I, I I put this in here and I thought, you know what? I can't show this, but it's Babylon B. It's on Twitter. It's on X. Uh, apparently, uh, that Vivek's speech the other day with Trump has worked and Trump has appointed him. Now, this is satire. Don't get mad at me. I didn't create this. It's just floating around on Twitter and I'm going to show it to you. Uh, but anyways, Vivek has uh, been appointed by the uh, Trump organization if Trump is elected. Uh it says here, Babylon B says that uh, Trump has uh, found a place for Vivek, and that is to run the White House 7-Eleven. Now, that's just wrong. That's, you can't laugh at that. Don't, la don't laugh at that. That is racist. That it's shame on you, Babylon B. <laughs> shame, shame on you. That is so cold. I thank God for Elon Musk and getting Babylon B back on uh, X uh, because they do. Uh, usually, it's a little more funnier than that. That was pretty, that was pretty low. That was pretty low. Um, okay, we talked about this yesterday, but uh, Trump was talking about the same thing we were talking about, how Nikki Haley was uh, targeting Democratic voters to come in and switch their party at the Iowa caucuses and come in and vote for Nikki Haley uh, just as a, a vote against Trump. And uh, Trump is acknowledging this, the same thing that we speculated on, and here he is talking about it. The people behind Nikki Haley are pro-amnesty, they're pro-China, they're pro-open borders. You know, she wants open borders. Don't kid yourself pro-war and they're pro-Biden because those are the people that are sending them. Biden people are coming in. They have Biden stuff and they're coming in to register and to, to vote in your primary. It is crazy. You got to get that changed. We're going to take it. If we weren't popular, how do you win where everybody's allowed basically to come and vote? The enemy, which let's say in this case, until it's over, because you know the whole country is going to unify by its success. When we're successful, the country is going to be unified. We are going to unify our country through success. But right now, we don't want Democrats voting in the Republican primary, Sununu. Sununu ought to do that instead of walking around with Nikki Haley and her polls go down every day. The radical left Democrats are supporting Nikki Haley because they know she's much easier to beat than Trump. And you know what? If she weren't, they wouldn't be doing it. But you know, they're great disinformation people. Misinformation, disinformation. You know, they're almost the same, but not quite.
But let's not go into definitions right now. They're very close, actually. A lot of people still don't understand it. But I give them credit for both. But they are, they are literally, what they're doing is they're, they will say, we want to run against Trump so bad. In the meantime, they're sending all their people to vote for Nikki Haley. The reason they do that is they want to run against Nikki Haley. Usually when they say something, it's the opposite. Yep, usually when they say something, it's the opposite. Uh, and that is exactly what was happening in the Iowa caucuses, and it's probably going to happen in a lot of other places. Um, there are some, let me see if I can find this. There are some boots on the ground. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And here's one of these these Democratic crossovers that's coming to the uh, support of Nikki Haley. Uh, let's take a little listen to what they have to say. She has professional bingo arms by the look of this image. That's not right. That's as bad as Vivek in 7-Eleven. But uh, let's take a listen anyways. I am heavily left. Yeah. Heavily, um, heavily. And uh, yeah, I think that both sides could do better. Yeah. Do you think democracy is in danger? Oh, yeah. 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 Do you think New Hampshire is going to go for Donald Trump or Nikki Haley? Hope Haley. Yeah? I hope Haley. Would you consider Haley? Yes. You would? Yeah. Even though you're heavily liberal? Yes. Very heavily. Because I think both sides have had their fill of old white men. Mm. And it's time for younger, more new blood to come in that have broader scope and are willing to work with the other side. Because right now it's just toddlers screaming over their toys and wanting to go home and wanting to win. So maybe give a woman a shot? I know, funny. <laughs> if it's Haley versus Biden, who would you vote for? Haley. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, mostly over his politics with Israel right now. Huh. Yeah. Would her politics be much different? I think that she's more willing to listen and negotiate than what Biden's doing right now. He's just throwing money. So Biden might have some trouble in New Hampshire. Yes. Among Democrats. Yes. Wow. Uh, might have trouble amongst heavily, heavily leftist. I'm just going to stop with the comments about that poor lady right now even if she did have professional bingo player arms. Uh, so let's go on. Trump had more to say, especially regarding Nikki Haley and the issues that we have at the border. And let's let this play real quick. Is, Nikki Haley will never secure the border. She doesn't believe in the secure borders. She can't believe in them. She actually opposed my border wall. And she was out of, you know, out of all of a sudden she's opposing the wall. I say, what the hell is going on? She's actually opposing it. Because she's basically, as you see, you know, when you have all of those Democrats coming in to vote, I don't know that she's a Democrat, but she's very close. She's far too close for you. She condemned the things we were doing with the wall, and yet we had the greatest border, the safest border we've ever had. That included, by the way, your human trafficking. We had the lowest numbers in 38 years. One of the ho most horrible things we have going on in the world is human trafficking. You think it's an ancient thing. It's not. And what made it so profitable and so big now is the computer, the, the Internet. The Internet made all of that, and it's mostly in women. They traffic in women, and it's a terrible, terrible scourge. And she didn't fight it like she's supposed to fight it. 2016, she stabbed the Republican Party in the back by siding with Barack Hussein Obama against the Trump travel ban. The Trump travel ban said, we don't want people in our country from certain countries that like blowing up their shopping centers and killing people every week. We don't want them. I'm well, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. You know, immigration, you, you got to realize the scope of this. 
the scope. We have more illegal immigrants coming over the border than we do have natural-born American new citizens. The, 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 the immigration is coming in so heavily, it's surpassing the birth rate of America. What does that mean? That means that the de- demographics of this country are going to completely change. It's going to completely change. And yeah, you can put, stick your head in the sand about it all you want, but this is this is something that is a big problem. Is it something the conspiracy is that Democrats want this? Democrats want more of these Democratic voters in there. I don't know. In 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 more Trump news, we all know that Trump's being sued. He's got that other alleged rape case, or uh, uh, it was necessarily rape, but whatever. This this woman is claiming she was assaulted in 2019 in a department store. Uh, her name is, let me get it right here. I don't know why I'm blanking on it. Uh, it's, uh, E Jean Carroll. Uh, now she has been an avid Trump hater. And in 2019, she decided to publish a story claiming Trump assaulted her in a department store. Um, this could have been refuted because Trump keeps such a detailed record of his life, where he goes, where he's coming. But basically the courts are not allowing him to bring anything into this. They're not allowing him to play videos of this woman who appears to be a little crazy. They won't allow him to play videos such as this. Now, this is the lady that is accusing Trump of assaulting her in a department store. Because some very distinguished uh, mice live here. Uh, Kahneman lives in the kitchen. Taberski lives in the bedroom. This is my shed. And on that side are the books that most influenced me growing up. On the door are the list of my dogs. Marky, Fortuna de la Spunky, Heidi, Tits, Bloody, and Hepburn. The streams and the rivers were dry, and I, it so horrified me that I came out and started painting the rocks blue to indicate that there was once a river here. And then after I got done painting the rocks, I just sort of walked over here and then did that tree and then did that tree and then I did this tree. And then pretty soon I'd done this whole forest. Okay, to be fair, to be fair, I don't know much about this lady. But this reminds me, and this is just my total speculation, just from seeing a couple moments of her living with rats in her kitchen, rats in her bedroom, uh, painting the river blue, the rocks in the river blue because there's no water. Um, There's just an air of delusionalism that comes along with this lady. I don't know anything about her. This is allegedly, this is a matter of my opinion. This is a matter of my opinion. You ever run across those people that are so freaking crazy that they rewrite history, they make up their own reality, and they just, they, and the sad thing about it is I believe that they believe the reality that they've made up. This lady's been going after Trump since 2019. I don't have a good feeling that she doesn't seem trustworthy to me dancing around out there in the forest, painting rocks blue, looking like Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. I, just from 40 seconds, 40 seconds of watching her, I question the 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 integrity of what she has to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, if Trump, Trump really assaulted somebody in a department store in 2019, or that's when the, uh, the she published the story, I, I don't know exactly the timeline of when she claims that this happened with Trump. Um, but this, in my unprofessional opinion, is a freaking nut job. I don't know. That's just my gut feeling. I mean, my gut feeling is pretty good, but this person just seems like a complete nut case. But what do I know? All I know is that the the, the, the courts, uh, Trump asked for permission to uh, have a day out of court to go to his mother-in-law's funeral. 
the courts were denied, which was the, the courts denied that request, which is an obvious uh, just display of power uh, to the former president of the United States. It's just a uh, it's just a one upping, one handed, just kind of gesture uh, to of an fu to Donald Trump. Um, I know that from what I've heard, from what I've, the stories I've read about this court case is they're not allowing Trump to really bring in anything. Now, this is a civil case. This is a civil case. And in civil court, you can basically make any allegations you want. And it's up for, you know, the, it's, it's not like a criminal trial. It's not beyond belief. You know, it, this is a civil court case and you can make any claim you want in a civil court case. And this lady, this lady, um, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. She's just got that crazy look in her eyes. She's making the allegations against Trump. You know, if Trump is really a, a, a womanizer going around and assaulting people in department stores, et cetera, then lock him up. But I don't believe this. I don't believe this just based on this 40 second video. That's sad. I get it. But there she is with those crazy eyes. Okay. Now back to the whole, uh, immigration thing that we're going to Chicago. Uh, the immigration problem that we're facing. Chicago has found a new way of doing things. It's not very green, uh, but it is a new way of doing things. Basically, they're taking the um, immigrants in Chicago. Uh, they're trying to find a warm place for them to sleep at night. And according to Flag First Media, it appears that they are putting them in buses with the heater running and let those buses run all night long. Here's a little video of it. Let's see if we can pull this up. It's off of Instagram, so it's a little harder to get to. Here we go. They're two warming buses, not buildings. They're putting them in buses. Fox Business correspondent Kelly Saberi is live in Chicago right now. And Kelly, I guess those are the buses. They don't, they've run out of places to put them. Now they've got to put them on four wheels. There it is. There it is. That was out of Fox News. It was posted on Instagram. I didn't actually catch it on the Fox News. Uh, but this is a very, regarding immigration, regarding immigration, we're going to go down that rabbit hole here for a second. Uh, and this is the AFL president, um, uh, what is it, American Freedoms Liberty, I believe, President Stephen M. explains how mass illegal immigration is the ruin of America. And let's go to this right here. Let me pull this up. Let's play it. Told the world that... Immigration is a very, very crucial issue to you. Doesn't seem to be to Joe Biden, so nobody better than our friend Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller, just how badly has Joe Biden destroyed our border, immigration, our national security, and all that goes along with it within our culture and society? No nation in modern history, Mark, that I can think of has self-inflicted a wound so grave and so deep as what Joe Biden has done to our border. The events that are happening now on our border typically take place after suffering a crippling military defeat. In other words, to lose territorial sovereignty, territorial integrity to that degree, to have that fully erased of a border, normally would have to be prefaced by losing a major military conflict to the point where your army has been battered into submission. Yet all of this has been done voluntarily, willfully, deliberately. Look, there's some numbers that we all know, right? They say they've apprehended about 8 million illegal aliens. The vast majority of them released into the country. We know there's at least another 2 million or so gotaways. But there's another group that we don't know anything about 
which are the unknowns. These are individuals that don't come up on censors. We don't have obvious intelligence across the border. That's an even larger number than I would assume the known gotaways. And so now you're looking at well over 10 million illegal aliens from over 150 different countries during just a three-year time period. The whole state of Montana is one million people. So what are the effects of this on society? Like you know, Mark, because this has been your life's work. How hard is it to inculcate in people the traditions and values of constitutionalism? How much work is involved in raising up any one individual person in this way of thinking? Now we have 10 plus million people who are not schooled or trained in our constitution, in our system of government, in our way of life, and whose first act upon entering this country was the willful commission of a crime. A crime continued every day thereafter by stealing social security numbers, working illegally, stealing identities, and evading law enforcement at every single step. So now you have a situation where the country is being changed socially, culturally, constitutionally in nearly irrevocable ways. Then you look at the impact on our public school system, where you have school districts that have a dozen, two dozen, three dozen different languages being spoken, where students who are already behind because of the pandemic cannot get the instruction, the care they need. Then you have housing costs spiraling out of control, struggling to keep up, because these individuals are coming in out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, where are they gonna live? Where are they gonna sleep? Where is there gonna be a roof over their head? Then the public safety component. You have an open door to the world's criminal cartels and gangs. Every foreign gang, every Fentanyl. transnational gang in this country can now bring in an unlimited number of additional recruits to replenish their ranks. Again, you, Mark, having worked in a background of criminal justice, understand to put one gang member in prison requires how many hours of investigation, how many search warrants. Okay, I'm going to stop it right there. Uh, but he's talking about this influx of immigration and what it is going to do to this country. You know, it's, 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 you know, Texas is down there trying to stand up and here's, here's a little video of them actually arresting, um, males at the border, you know, um, they're trying to do something about it. And who's the biggest proponent to try and stop what Texas is doing to just stop the flooding over a two and a half mile stretch there in Texas, that Eagle, that Eagle park. Um, who is the main, the main villain that is going to stop Texas from, you know, uh, stopping people at the border? Well, it's Biden and Biden has a, a, a new order out that the Texas national guard has to release that area, uh, to the, um, feds by today. And this is also prepping up for Texas to really buck the system and see how far they're willing to press against the, um, the federal government. Uh, here's Tom Homan. Uh, who's worked in immigration enforcement under six different presidents. And he says in his words, he says that President Biden is the first president to unsecure the border on purpose. Let's take a listen. I started my career in, in immigration enforcement in 1984 as a Border Patrol agent. I've worked for six presidents up to Donald Trump. Every president I've ever worked for took some steps to secure the border because they understood you can't have national, strong national security if we don't have border security. But President Biden is the first president in the history of this nation that I know of who came in office and unsecured a border on purpose. And, 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 and even President Obama gave me the presidential rank award, highest award available, because what was I doing at the time? I was, I was locating and deporting people in the country illegally. 
So we went from the most secure border of my lifetime, and it's not my, just my opinion, I've done this for 34 years, anybody can go to cbp.gov and look at the data, we handed this administration the most secure border in my lifetime. It, it, and, and within months, we went from the most secure border to historic illegal immigration, numbers you've never seen before. And it's not because it's seasonal, it's not because of climate change, it's not because of Trump, this is by design. We already heard about some of these, some of the, some of these people are coming because economic reason or natural disasters. The, the, the bottom line is when you claim asylum, you must be escaping fear and persecution from your home government because your race, religion, and political affiliation or, or membership in a particular social group. That is not the fact. If you look at immigration court data over the last 10 years, you'll see that nearly 9 out of 10 people who claim asylum at the border never get relief from U.S. courts because they simply don't qualify. But they're coming and staying because of Biden's promises. I, I wrote an op-ed six months before the election. I said, if President Biden becomes president, we'll lose the border, based on the promises he was making during the campaign. And, and he's kept those promises. Right now, we have record numbers of, of illegal aliens coming across the border. Catch and release is, is rampant. Right now, Secretary Mayorkas already, already said 85% of everybody coming to the border is being released in the country. They're not being detained. And why are they being detained? Because of two reasons. Number one, because he knows, like I do, that vast majority of these people will be ordered removed five, six, seven years down the road, maybe ten. He also knows that Homeland Security Life Sucker Report says if you get an order removal and you're in an ice bed, you get removed 99% of the time. But if you're not in detention, your chances of being removed are slim. If your family unit, it's about 6%. That's why they're releasing them. Thousands of empty ice beds sitting there right now, already paid for by the taxpayer, they'd rather release them because they know the vast majority will lose their case and it'll be ordered removed. But if they're not in detention, they won't be removed. Okay, let's stop that right there. Uh, he goes on to say a whole bunch of stuff. But um, yeah, that is what's going on. This guy, Tom Homan, uh, saying that it's never, it's, it's intentional on Biden. Now he could be a real conservative. He could just be throwing that out there. Who knows? But he's saying it's very intentional. Now let's get down to the nuts and bolts of what's going on in Texas. Now I saw this, I saw first, I just saw this guy posting on, uh, X and then I had to do investigate and I did see the stories where this is actually true. Uh, but here, let's take a little listen, listen to this guy because he breaks it down pretty good. Well, this seems like that hard line. The Department of Homeland Security has informed the state of Texas that they must vacate the land seized in Eagle Pass by the end of the day, today, and return control of the park to the feds, or else, <laughs> or, or else what? So Texas has been ordered to vacate the border in Eagle Pass. Failure to do so could see members of their National Guard fined and imprisoned. Will Texas back down? <laughs> Will they force this administration's hand? You know, more and more, I'm starting to see why those congressmen, Marquis and Raskin, why they introduced a bill last week to make it unlawful to set up a militia. <laughs> Here we go. It's turning into a big pissing contest down there in Texas. And today's the day, today's the deadline where they have to move that National Guard out of there and relinquish control back to the feds. Uh, here's an article. Let me bring this up real quick. Texas has, this is from CNN. Texas has until the end of the day today to stop blocking federal access to miles of the U S Mexico border. Actually, it's two and a half miles. Um, it says here that the Biden administration has given Texas until the end of the Wednesday 
to stop blocking the U.S. Border Patrol access to two and a half miles along the U.S.-Mexico border that includes the area where a woman and two children drowned. We covered that yesterday. After state authorities last week barred federal agents from the zone, according to the Department of Homeland Security, uh, the letter they sent, exclusive, which was obtained by CNN. The letter to Texas Republican Attorney General Ken Paxton says the state's actions have impeded operations and are unconstitutional. It cites the deaths among the latest in the ongoing migrant crisis uh, near a city park abutting the Rio Grande in Eagle Pass, where state authorities have erected fencing and kept out federal agents. What's going to happen in Texas? I don't know. Uh, I'd like a live cam to see what's going on down there. Is uh, Governor Abbott going to back down? Is he going to roll away from this uh, conflict and relinquish control back to the feds? Who knows? But that is a big deal. It's a pissing contest. It's a straight up pissing contest. Um, I don't know of what that one guy was the video I posted prior to that article where he's saying that uh, they're talking about uh, actually fining the individual members of the Texas National Guard if they don't stand down. Uh, I don't know the legality of that. I don't know what that is, what that's based off, but that's what he's saying. It's all kind of, you know, I haven't seen it on mainstream media yet. I will be looking for it later today. Uh, but the pissing contest in Texas, uh, from, from, me, from my perspective, more power to Texas, man. Somebody's got to protect the border. And if the feds aren't going to do it, the feds are going to do everything they can possibly do to stop that border from being protected. It really makes you question the motivation and the motives of the federal government. You know, we had KJP, the press secretary uh, for Biden, just a couple of weeks ago saying that it's the Republicans that are causing the border crisis. And it's the Republicans. Bull crap. Bull crap. Bull crap. We know that the Biden administration has made them remove border walls that are made out of shipping containers. We know that the Biden administration has made them remove razor wire that was set up along the Texas border. We know that it's the Biden government, the Biden regime that is causing this or allowing this problem to happen. Oh, okay. Well, let's move right along out of the border problem into uh, the end of the world. Let's do something a little more positive, like the end of the world and the COVID uh, uh, disease X, all that kind of stuff. Here's an article from the New York Post, and it's saying that a Chinese lab, you know, yesterday we covered a story about labs uh, working to already come up with some type of a cure for this potential disease X that's supposed to come out and have a real impact on humanity. And now we go to the other side of the coin, which is the other labs, Chinese lab crafts mutant COVID-19 strain with 100% kill rate. Oh my God. Oh my God. Bill Gates must just be rejoicing and rolling in his little uh, zip up sweater. Uh, he is so happy that they finally got one that's going to be better than the last COVID and this strain with 100% kill rate in humanized mice it's surprisingly a rapid death you know you got all these people the weft the world economic forum you got these bill gates that are complaining about population and population control and that we need to do something about this co2 emissions and all this kind of stuff they would like nothing more than to in my opinion allegedly kill off a big swath of the population uh so this is what's going on chinese lab it says here in wuhan s at a wuhan s study Chinese scientists are experimenting with a mutant COVID-19 strain that is 100% lethal to humanized mice. The deadly virus known as GX-P2V attacked the brains of mice that were engineered to reflect genetic makeup similar to people, according to a study shared last week out of Beijing. 
This underscores a spillover risk of GX under, uh, P2V into humans and provides a unique model for understanding the pathogenic mechanisms of SARS COVID 2 related viruses. The authors wrote The deadly virus is mutated version of GX 2017, a coronavirus cousin that was reportedly discovered in Malaysian pangolians in 2017. So anyways, we can. Uh, see that they are on they're working hard they're working hard uh to get a very lethal virus out there to the public uh this is from the express news uh this is another story that coincides with that one and they are claiming that the next pandemic already on the way as experts warn disease x could kill 50 million people the world has been warned that the next pandemic is a probability rather than a possibility and could hit at any moment and it could be 20 times more deadly than COVID-19. They're prepping us for it. They're prepping us for it. They're working overtime. Oh, my goodness. Well, here's Dr. Peter A. McCullough, MD. Uh, he's discussing disease X um, and, and having an impact on personal preparedness, per personal preparedness. So this is a doctor that's telling you what you can do, some key tips and tricks if you're going to stand up against whatever this new disease X is. And let's take a listen to Dr. Peter McCullough. You, you know, a next pandemic, remember uh, Tedros at the, at the WHO, Fauci, who's still, you know, a major um, board member and advisor at the WHO, uh, Hotez down in Houston, and um, Bill Gates, they all say there's going to be another pandemic. The experts believe it's going to come out of another bio lab because all these labs are all over the place working on these infectious viruses. It'll probably be like covid so we've learned that virucidal nasal sprays and washes, everybody have an, should have an iodine or xylitol, colloidal silver-based nasal spray. Everybody should have scope or Listerine or similar to gargle with. You can supercharge everything with a drop of iodine. I mean, that's the best early defense. You start to, somebody coughs on you, you're worried, do the nasal spray and gargle, uh, have it ready, do it every four hours as soon as you begin to get sick at all because the viruses go through the nose and mouth for about five days before they invade the body. Uh, wellness companies got a wonderful um, emergency kit at home you can have. People are actually getting ready for this. Uh, they're not going to get burned like last time. I think you'd see massive resistance to public masking and lockdowns. You're going to see people power through this. You know, when I was in a Red Deer, I met some of these truckers. I didn't realize how huge these men are. They're like giants. <laughs> okay, he's going on onto and some other stuff, but that's the crux of it. Uh, he's talking about people being having preparedness with nasal spray, iodine, etc. Prepping yourself, in time preppers for the disease X release that is just anticipated, chomping at the bit by people like Fauci and Bill Gates. Wow, 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 wow. Now, still in the COVID related news. Uh, this is audio, and this is a father speaking to a pharmacist. And uh, well, I'm just going to let it play, and you can take a listen to what he had to say. Can you increase your pharmacy? Yes, we can. Yeah, hi. Are you a pharmacist? Yes. How can I help? Yeah. Hey, I've got a question. My wife, um, against my wishes, brought my son, seven-year-old son, in there yesterday, or sorry, a few days ago, for a COVID jab and he's now in the hospital with myocarditis um and i was obviously not very happy with you guys or with my wife um she told me that she was not told that was a potential side effect so why wouldn't you have told her that okay um so 
sorry. Um, so it's quite a rare um, side effect as well. No, it's uh, not that. No, it's yeah. not because I've been doing research. It's common. In the U.S., there's tens of thousands of them reported to the CDC site. So why are you not telling parents this? Um, uh, we might scare the parents and they don't want to get their child vaccinated. Yeah, so, so you don't want to scare the parents with something that is actually happening that's happened to my kid. Are you okay. out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? You don't want to Have scare you? them. You need to give them the right information so they can make a proper decision. What is wrong with you? You don't Have want you to scare them. I'm recording this conversation as well, and this is going to a lawyer next. Thank you for admitting that. So why don't you tell them? When when someone comes in there and says, hey, what can go wrong? What do you say, sore arm? Have you um, seen the amount of dead people? Have you seen it? Has your wife asked? before giving consent to give She asked child. what the side effects are. Does she ask? I'm not sure because I wasn't there. It doesn't the, matter. You're supposed to yeah. tell people this can happen. Now my kid, so you know what the prognosis is? You know what it is? Possible death within five years. 20% of people with myocarditis die. It is a permanent damaged heart. It is not temporary. He's okay, facing so a heart transplant because of you. Because you didn't want to scare her. You know, no kids have died from COVID. Not a single healthy kid. And you're giving this stuff out and you're not warning people. What is wrong with you? So there are information online that you can look up. No, and also no. You, you gave the, the shot. Yo, you gave the shot. When someone comes in there and asks what the side effects are, you don't not say because it might scare them from the shot. Is it, what is wrong with you? So the benefit of getting the vaccination is... So we're giving the vaccination because the benefit outweighed the risk? No, there isn't. Do you know I'm looking at a Johns Hopkins study? Not There have been 400 people under 18 die in the United States. 330 million people. Not one of them was healthy. They had cancer, leukemia, uh, obesity, something wrong with them. Not one kid has died or ended up in the hospital. So the benefits are zero to my kid. Why did you not tell them? It's up to you to tell them. Then we make a decision. Not you. You tell us, okay, it's rare, but it happens. You didn't okay. tell her that, did you? Okay, well, obviously this guy keeps on going about that. And, you know, what he's referring to is he, he's quoting statistics that, you know, no young person had died from COVID, but then they are dying from myocarditis after they're receiving the COVID shot. So how is it beneficial when young people weren't dying because of COVID, but you're giving them shots? which in some young people has died, uh, 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 developed myocarditis. And we know that to be true. Uh, we know that, like I kept referring back to, we had that military whistleblower that was going through uh, the heart failure rates of the military since the mandatory vaccinations had gone up over 900%. 900%. That is a massive increase in just heart failure in young men, military-aged males, uh, male, males and females uh, in the military. So the, the, the numbers are speaking for themselves. This dad is obviously pissed. I don't know if this is actually real. Um, it sounds like this could have been a stage call. But the, 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 the response from the pharmacist that says, well, we don't want to say that it could 
you know, develop myocarditis because we don't want to scare the parents. Hey, you know what? It's a pharmacist's responsibility to let you know what the possible side effects are. Even if it is very minute and it's very small, that is the pharmacist's responsibility. If somebody asks, I mean, they should be telling you what the side effects could be regardless. But you see the mentality from this pharmacist now, she could be one of a kind. I doubt it. Uh, but this pharmacist, particular pharmacist, alleged pharmacist in this alleged video uh, is saying that we don't want to scare off parents because we believe that the benefits outweigh uh, of getting the vaccine outweigh the negatives. It's happened, though. Even if this is a false story, even if this is uh, falsely represented in this um, post on X, uh, it's, it's founded in some truth. All right, so let's get down. We're going to switch gears now. We're just going to lightly, briskly just brush our balls against the, uh, I mean, just we're just going to brush against the election fraud that's been happening in this country, especially in Arizona. Carrie Lake's talking about it a lot. Um, and I'm just going to nail this really quick, and then I have an important uh, correspondent that's going to weigh in on this. Uh, Vlad, he's going to weigh in on this. But let's go to Carrie Lake. She's talking about it. Let's talk a little bit about this election fraud and what they've been discovering down there in Arizona. Oh, and of course it won't load. Did it get taken down? Did it get taken down? Here, I'm going to mess with this for a second. You know, when we're doing this live, it is what it is. Let me see if I can refresh this. I got okay. into this because I'm Let me fast forward it. losing their jobs because their boss or some corporate... Okay, we got to wait for it because I lost my, them, my position. You get a vaccine or you get out. One of the things that Here we go. Uh, you've been talking about quite a bit and tweeting about is the election. You know, you've said that you think Trump won Arizona in 2020. Do you still believe that? I believe Biden is the president just like OJ is innocent. The system <laughs> is corrupt. Have you not followed what's happening in our election here? Absolutely. I covered the audit. 34,000 34, votes counted twice. Uh, canvassers went to a dirt lot where 75 people were registered to That's vote. That's a Liz Harris report that was debunked. Well, you say it was debunked because everything that you guys don't agree with, you debunk. You fact check. And I know where your fact checkers come from. A lot of times the fact there checkers... There are addresses at that dirt lot you're talking no. about. So what, what well, I want to know is where is the proof that you're going to point to? If you don't have the ability to critically sit down and listen to our forensic audit results, then I can't help you. It but you guys went Trump into that... Lost by even more. If you count fraudulent votes. Okay, let's skip ahead to something else you're saying. Election. They're pouring in mail-in ballots. Trump was winning big in Pima County. And when they realize that, they start pouring in more ballots, more mail-in ballots. We have, we have a problem. We've got a, a election. We have mail-in ballots coming in with no signatures. Our system is broken. I don't care. If, let me tell you, if Trump won the way that Biden did, I would have a problem with it. We just need to prove it. We need to prove that this election was won fair and square and we're seeing all kinds of problems and the mail-in ballots were sent out we had our election officials who were rewriting election rules usurping the legislature the legislature in arizona writes our election laws not the people working at the county recorder's office and we're not getting we don't care what the media says the media is full of it and we know it i know it i worked in the media excuse me I worked in the media. I know what you guys are trying to do. You don't give a damn about our elections. You've got a narrative, and you're trying to push it. And what is and the narrative? We the, the narrative is everything. It's frauded. It's fake. People witness things. They, they witness things during this election. 
and they knew it was wrong. And all they want is to make sure that our vote is fair. That is fair and square. But I'm not going to sit here and argue with you because I know you're going to twist it around. Okay. We don't need to uh, delve into that argument with the reporter. But here's something else that's very interesting. From 1 to 10 about your report you returned over. Do you believe 10 meaning we showed that and it was monumental? One meaning, well, we didn't really find anything. What do you think the report was? I think the final report that was released in public still shows that. I mean, we have 23,344 mail-in ballots that were mailed to an address that someone no longer lived in, and yet votes were cast on them. And in an election that was determined by 10,000 votes. Repeat that, mean, again that, for that people. Is, Repeat that again for people, please. 23,344 mail-in ballots that were mailed to an address that an individual no longer lived at. They'd moved away. And just so you know, like what we are looking at, the data source we're looking at is a national change of address form. A national change of address gets filled out when you move and you go to the post office and say, I've moved to this address. This is what it, this is what my new address is. I want you to forward my mail. So we didn't go off of the neighbor said he moved and he might or might not have moved. We went off for national change of address. 23,344 national change of address forms said they moved to another location unless yet those votes were cast. Like I can't think of any explanation as it makes any logical sense of that. Now I've been, working with this stuff long enough that there's been many times where I've been like, hey, there's no possible explanation of this. Oh, shoot, now I learned a possible explanation. Maybe there is. So I'm willing to give you know, some, some error and some space there for maybe there's some explanation to it, but I, it doesn't make any logical sense to me, and the Attorney General needs to answer that. So election was determined by 10,000 votes, and we're talking about 23,344. And that's um, just and one thing, folks. That's, that's just one that's thing. That's just one thing. That's just one issue. Okay, let's, let's, let's move along, because I said we're just brushing into this. I'm just diving down the rabbit hole on X regarding this whole... 211. Here we go. 462 log entries were overwritten by this script. On the 3rd of March, 37,686 log entries were overwritten by this same script. On the 12th, which is the day before we received the system, there were 330 log entries overwritten by that script. Okay, I'm pausing this right here because let me clarify what's going on. They're talking about scripts that were overwritten in the polling machines. Now, there's other stories I'm not going to delve into. There was one guy that was a forensic scientist that was busting open one of these polling machines, and he demonstrated on X that just within a matter of about a minute and a half, he over he totally flipped the results of 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 that was in the machine. We have a senator's, uh, uh, I believe, as a senator's wife that was writing letters talking about the wireless modems that were installed in these machines and how it doesn't even meet the requirements for uh, electronic polling machines and that they shouldn't have wireless modems in them. Everything there's so much smoke. There's so much smoke, and there's we're starting to see flames when it comes to everything that's been going on with these uh, voting machines in Arizona and other places in other states across the country, uh, where it just looks like it was so easily manipulated, and the data is showing that it was manipulated. This graph that's in front of us right now. Let me get me my face out of the way. They're talking about the 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 data recorded in the voting machine showed that on two on on February 11th, 2021, 462 log entries were overwritten on uh, March 3rd, 2021, 37,686 log entries were overwritten. And on uh, 4 2021, 330 log entries were overwritten all before these machines were turned over to the Arizona Senate uh, regarding the audit. So there's lots of smoke here. There's lots of fire. And I, I want to go to somebody to, um, 
really clarify this for us. This is our uh, correspondent uh, overseas, Vlad, and he's going to give us a little uh, uh, update on this. Here we go. Можно все сфальсифицировать, так как в Соединенных Штатах фальсифицировали предыдущие выборы через голосование по почте. Ну, понятно, что это голосование по почте. Скупали за 10 долларов бюллетени, вписывали и без всяких, без всякого, без всякого наблюдения состояния. Okay, that was Vladimir Putin uh, joining in on this. And for those of you that are listening to audio only, let me mute this and let me read back what he was saying uh, because I know there are some of you that don't have a internet connection or something and you listen to the audio podcast uh but what vladimir is saying i guess you can rig everything as the u.s rigged previous elections through mail votes waiting for the next line well mail-in voting is obvious they bought ten dollar ballots and stuffed boxes without outside observation and that was vladimir putin and you know vladimir putin I'll tell you what, if anybody in this world is spending money and has boots on the ground to investigate what the United States does, it's Russia, it's Vladimir Putin, it's the Soviets, you know, uh, they're out there, they're paying attention to what we do. And the, with the assuredness that Vladimir is saying this, would it surprise me if he knows something that we don't? Not at all. Would it surprise me if he had people in these polling centers? Wouldn't surprise me at all. That's all conspiracy. That's allegedly. But hey, we're diving down X to look for this kind of stuff. All right. So let's get back to the World Economic Forum. What is the World Economic Forum? What are they up to? Well, Fox News was dropping some truth bombs, uh, kind of just giving an overview of uh, Klaus and the gang there at the World, World Economic Forum in Davos. Uh, here we go. Let's take a little Listen to this. Joining me now is Ned Ryan, America's CEO. Ned, great to see you tonight. It seems that the goal you, of uh, this crowd is to, to kind of create the same panic about climate change that they successfully created around COVID. Do I have this wrong? No, you have it correct. I mean, first of all, we have to accept that the World Economic Forum is a fanatical political organization that uses fear and manipulation like COVID hysteria, like the hoax of global warming, to really facilitate people thinking that somehow they're the saviors, but really all you're doing is helping them accomplish their goal, which really is a global public-private fascist movement and fusion of big government, big tech, big money to create a technocratic ruling elite, which conveniently is them, and really, Laura, if you want to look at it a different way, too, with the World Economic Forum, they want to create feudalism 2.0 in which we are serfs and they are the lords ruling over us. You'll, you'll have nothing and be happy is one of the, the things that comes out of Davos. That's what they're aiming for. They're aiming for feudalism in which we are serfs and, and we should be happy that they are, are ruling over us. I remember the first time I ever heard about the World Economic Forum, and I remember uh, doing an internet search, and like you know that back when my beard was red and my hair was full, uh, and I remember reading through this and reading these these theories from the World Economic Forum of how they don't want anybody to own anything, and it was official documents from Davos from the WEF. It's all coming true. You know, all of this used to be just um, ramblings of Alex Jones about social credit scores, about uh, they want you to own nothing. But I'll tell you what, it is coming full circle. Alex Jones was ahead of his time. 
and let's just keep moving down this. Here is uh, Australian. Uh, this was, um, let me see, Australian Senator Malcolm Roberts, and he's uh, he, he's making some statements about the World Economic Forum putting globalism above uh, nationalism of these countries and putting their interest above those of countries. Uh, he just has some interesting things to say. Uh, he is obviously uh, in the Trump vein of things where he's not on board with this World Economic Forum. Instead of working together to push Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum plan based on United Nations policies, work together instead for our country. Klaus Schwab's life by subscription, quote, is really serfdom, it's slavery. Servitude. Billionaire globalist corporations will own everything. BlackRock. Factories, farms, cars, furniture. And everyday citizens will rent what they need if their social credit score allows. The plan of the Great Reset is that you will die with nothing. To pull off this evil plan, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum will need to take more than just material possessions from Australians. Senators in this very chamber today who support the Great Reset threaten our privacy, freedom and dignity. Yes, they're in this Senate chamber one Nation vehemently opposes the Great Reset, the Digital Identity Bill, theft of agricultural land use, forcing farmers off their land, and all of the Great Reset. One Nation has a comprehensive plan to bring our beautiful country back to sustainable prosperity. And in the months ahead, we will be rolling that plan out. Instead of Lib Lab pushing Klaus Schwab's Great Reset with the tagline, you will own nothing and be happy, One Nation advocates the Great Resist. We stand for a world where individuals and communities have primacy over predatory globalist billionaires and their quizzling bureaucrats, politicians and mouthpiece media. One Nation accepts the challenge to provide a better future for everyday Australians. We have one flag, we are one community and we are one nation. Okay, there you go. Uh, the resistance. And, you know, that's the thing that Trump is out there doing right now. He's, he's part of this resistance against the one world government and the globalist and all this other kind of stuff. They're going to do whatever they can to push their agenda upon people. And, uh, you know, whether it's a outbreak, an outbreak of uh, potentially a, a, a designed disease to unify alien invasion, whatever it is that they're going to push down our throats to try and grab uh, global power. You know, you, you, we see it every day. We see BlackRock buying up homes over, over market value, just, 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 just taking the whole inventory of homes that are out there and renting it back to the American public. It's that whole theory of own nothing and be happy. And that is a real thing. That, uh, that senator from uh, Australia is nailing it. Now, in other news, uh, according to the WEF and according to some posts that are out there, some escort services are saying that due to the influx of these rich a-holes that are in Davos, uh, we are completely booked for this week. And so you can't get a, an escort in Davos because Schwab and his homies are running gangbangs in the hotel. Allegedly, I don't know, could be. I don't know how many prostitutes are in Davos, but they're all working overtime uh, while the World Economic Forum is in town. It's just that whole moral dilemma of these unmoral people doing unmoral things and trying to uh, uh, be the masters of the world's population, these globalist pieces of poop. I'm going to say poop because I got to watch my mouth, but that's what's going on. Can't get an escort in Davos. 
making that making that overtime money. Uh, yeah, a lot of the, the, the world economic forum, they're talking about, they like to use world ending things like CO2, climate change, etc. We all saw this clip going around that was on Tucker Carlson. This was the, um, the 31 year Harvard scientist who was scientifically confirmed that CO2 climate change theory is a big lie. Uh, this is long. You can find it on Tucker if you want, where I'm just going to play a couple seconds of it because his first words are pretty key. Why for so long, even the idea that we are not limited and bounded by availability of, uh, let's say gasoline, petroleum or, or coal, coal now they won't allow us to use, right? As you know, in COP meeting in Dubai that just ended a day ago, they just physically declared themselves that we should stop using fossil fuel, basically petroleum, natural gas, and even coal. I mean, these people are insane now, really insane. I think they're going to harm more people with their own delusion. Plus, they always remember, these are people who actually don't represent the majority. No. Since when I this put up to word, it's always about this minority, the tyranny of the few, always robbing the whole census, the good census of the good people. This is part of the reason why, as a scientist, I also speak out. Feel, I mean, not afraid of anything except for just telling the truth. And I'm glad to have this opportunity to say such thing in, in your show. So, boom. Okay, I'm going to end it right there. Willie Soon, 31-year-old uh, uh, scientist uh, debunking CO2. Uh, Willie, you know, you're saying some harsh things right there. You're coming against some very powerful people. I hope you're around and you don't disappear too soon. Pardon the pun. Uh, Willie Soon. Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Okay, we're getting ready to wrap up. We've already been going for, it looks like, over an hour. I'm behind schedule. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm not going to dive into all the woke news that's out there, but if I'm going to play one woke thing, it's going to be this U.S. fighter, uh, 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 Sean Strickland, uh, coming in with nothing about the, but the truth to a reporter. He was in, the, he was in Canada. All right, so here we go. You've probably seen it, but I'm going to play it again one more time here. Uh, we've got a pretty supportive gay and lesbian yeah. community in this city. I did want to ask you about something you wrote a couple of years ago. You said, if I had a gay son, I would think I'd... Oh, look, another... another I'm saying to you, the swamp, you guys, the swamp. You've become a champion, you've become a star, and, and someone... Let me ask you something. Are you, are you, are you gay? No, are you... Are you... Let me know, are you gay? Can I hear... Can I get an answer? Well, no, I'm asking... I'm, this is a part of the... Are you, are you a gay man? I'm an ally of the community. Okay. If you had a son and he was like, you know, you had a son, he was gay, you'd be like, oh man, you don't, you don't want a grandkid? No problem with it. Oh man, well, you, dude, you're a weak fucking man, dude. You're like, Ouch! You're part of the fucking problem. You elected Justin Trudeau. Like, would you fucking, when he sees the bank accounts, like, you're just fucking pathetic. And, and the fact that, the fact that you have no fucking backbone and, and has he shut down your fucking country and seized bank accounts? You ask me some stupid shit like that? Go fuck yourself. Move the fuck on, man. Like that doesn't really coward. answer the question, but I did want to ask also things you said about the trans community. You said uh, this past October when they announced the Bud Light sponsorship that you'd go so hard on Bud Light in your next fight, they'll have to accept me or denounce me when, uh, when they know what, and we'll know what they stand for. Are you this guy's like, hey, this Canadian's not that Canadian. Are you still going to use your fight time to kind of speak on that? Here's the thing about Bud Light. Here's the thing about Bud Light. Ten years ago, to be trans was a, what, a mental fucking illness. And now all of a sudden, people like you have fucking weaseled your way into the world. You are, you are an infection. You are the definition of weakness. Everything that is wrong with the world is because of fucking you. And the best thing is, is the world's not buying it. The world's not buying your fucking bullshit you're fucking peddling. The world is not saying, you know what? 
You're right. Fucking chicks have dicks. The world's not saying that. The world's saying, no, there are two genders. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, who they could fuck in school. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, their sexual preference. Like, dude, this guy is a fucking enemy. Uh, you want to look at the fucking enemy to our world? It's that motherfucker right there. Boom. I couldn't have said it better. I would have probably said it with a little less profanity. Uh, it's a little, little harsh, a little harsh there, a little harsh there. But the normalization of uh, psychological uh, errors in people is just it's, it's pretty outrageous. He's nailing it down there. He's saying, okay, I'll tell you what, I'm going to wrap it up. We talked a lot about immigration earlier, and there's nobody that can wrap it up better and say what he has to say other than Tucker Carlson. He's saying it better. He's talking about a lot of the stuff that we've covered on this show. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. And I'm going to play it here, and I'm going to close out with this. Here we go. The story of history is the story of invasions. One group of people moving into someone else's land and taking it. One nation ends, another begins. Invasions drive history. Few Americans understand this is happening to them right now. The United States of America is being invaded. For the love of God, this is a damn invasion. Who is allowing this? They invaded our privacy. I think it's an invasion of the country. In other words, it's ending. The country you grew up in no longer exists. Soon it will be unrecognizable. No one is fighting back. Few are even acknowledging it. And the people who lead us are letting it happen. Why are our leaders letting this happen? Well, to destroy the country and to change the demographics. Who lives here determines what the country's like. This country is changing faster than you may understand. Americans are being replaced. That's not a conspiracy theory, it's a fact. In August of 2023, illegal immigration outpaced American births, a brand new population. Last year alone, over three million people came here illegally just over our southern border. The media won't tell you it's happening, but if you look around, you can see it, and you can see it most clearly in our cities, which are collapsing. We elect people to protect us. That's what politicians are paid to do. But they've done the opposite. They've sold us out and they've crushed what our ancestors built. Take a look at our cities. They're hellish and immigration is the reason. The city of Chicago was in tough shape even before Joe Biden opened the border. Now, parts of it are basically uninhabitable. Even the socialist mayor of Chicago says the city is breaking under the strain. Without real significant um, investment from our federal government, it won't just be the city of Chicago that won't be able to maintain this mission. It's the entire country that is now at stake. The Illinois Chicago's politicians may complain about illegal immigration in public, but in private, they're paying for it with your money. They're spending more on illegal aliens than on their own citizens. They're doing this secretly. They're hiding it from the public. Our team uncovered a shadow terminal, for example, inside Chicago O'Hare Airport. Hundreds of migrants were being hidden there secretly. Our team pulled up with cameras rolling, and at first we didn't see much. The city erected a black tarp to hide what was going on. The motive was simple, they didn't want us to see it. And a third party security group paid for with your tax dollars told us that was prohibited. We weren't allowed to see. What are you doing? I want to look inside. For what? For what? They weren't local or federal law enforcement, so we ignored them. They had no authority. They were rent-a-cops. Inside, our team found more than 100 beds on the floor. The smell was overpowering, repulsive. It was filthy. 
But it's not just airport terminals that have been given over to people who've come here illegally from the poorest countries in the world without permission, criminally, and yet being supported in every detail of their lives by taxpayers. No, even police stations in Chicago have been turned into refugee camps. This is new video never seen before of what's actually happening inside Chicago's police stations. Keep in mind, the people who work in those police stations are paid to protect you, but that's not what they're doing. They're running refugee camps for illegal aliens. As our cameramen approached the Chicago police precinct in the city's downtown to see what was happening inside, you see people come out, illegal aliens, shooting in the middle finger and yelling. They didn't hide their hostility. Many other illegals have been pushed into poorer, predominantly black neighborhoods on the south side. We went there. We spoke to someone who has lived on the south side of Chicago virtually his entire life. He's enraged by how the city has fallen apart under its sanctuary city policy. Andre Smith, CEO of Chicago Against Violence. I don't know the count, but I know that the readiness, the language of sanctuary city, state, and county should have had a plan, but it led to a massive destruction. I have seen almost the worst of the worst in Chicago, but seeing this migrant crisis was the most devastating thing that I ever seen. You live in America, the place you grew up, the place you'd like to see your children grow up in much the way that you did. But that won't be possible because of the single greatest sellout in our history. Hundreds of years of America eliminated by an invasion that our leaders made possible. You should know that. All right, that's it. I'm wrapping up. This is Jake going down the rabbit holes of Twitter to see what's coming next. I don't know. It's looking kind of grave out there. Prepare yourselves. Prep yourselves. Be alert. No telling what's coming. I didn't even dig, I didn't even delve into some of these pocket, uh, conspiracy theories. I mean, we had Alex Jones saying yesterday that World War III could be happening next month, and then NATO did a press release almost saying the exact same thing that uh, Alex Jones said. Hang in there. We're going to make it through it one way or another, hopefully. All right. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one.